0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Countryfied UK podcast, brought to you all the way from the United Kingdom, bringing you your weekly fix of everything country. And now your hosts, Alex and Blaine. Hey
1: guys, I'm Alex and I'm with my boy Blaine. Hey, hey. Well, guys, welcome to episode number forty-three. Another great episode. Um, obviously, that is matter of opinion and very biased, um, but I'm I'm going to just put it out there and say, amazing episode. Um, we uh, have a great interview with the Connor Smith. You know, a massive upcoming uh, star. Um, you know, the next uh, Michael Jackson uh, from the age <laughs> when he started. Um, when when you hear the interview, you'll understand that reference. Um, he was great as well, and once again, like like Tyler, it, he was on the road. Like yeah. we were interviewing him on the road. We're getting we're getting good at it. Um, so you know, every, every now and again, you get little little breakouts of um when uh, when he lost his signal, but not too bad. So uh, we do apologize for that. But you know, he he is a rock star, it's country pretty, star.
0: Pretty depressing, like when you're speaking to them on the road, and then he gets his camera and twists it out and shows you like his view oh, from no. his truck, and it's like. Nice, it looks
1: so good, and then then you turn around, and look at the, where we are, and there's like a field. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I it's mean, it could be worse. It but could be a lot worse.
0: But yeah. It could be better, but it could it could be worse. Speaking to these rock stars, it's just absolutely I amazing. Know. Like, Conor Smith is one well well of my favorite artists. I know you things. absolutely
1: loved him. I remember how excited you were when uh, we got the interview, and you were just like, "Oh my god, we're going to interview Conor Smith." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's good, isn't he?" And you're like, "He's not good. He's amazing." I was like, "Okay, uh, he's the next."
0: He's the next real i like right, out there definitely but uh yeah so
1: that's something to look forward to later on in the interview um and a big massive thank you to um Connor Smith's team as well who organized it um such a, organized it so well uh, as well concerning he was on the road doing it like i'll tell you what i love Tyler's team i love uh, Connor's team like so far we've had like you know everyone we speak to to get these interviews organized so like you listeners can like hear their life story it's like they're so good,
0: like true professionals. Like everything Company. runs like clockwork. It's unbelievable.
1: Apart from our end, when you know, I, I you know, it, we're a, over a year in, and I'm still struggling with Zoom. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but Zoom is pretty hard to be fair for slight, changing things, man. Yeah, like technology is forever evolving. So yeah, but,
1: um, but but we've got lots to talk about as well. Plenty to talk about. So we'll we'll speak about Connor after the interview. Um, and uh, we love you, Connor. Um, <laughs> so I just want to get that in there for you. But, um, well, I don't know what you want to talk about first, to be honest, Blame, because uh, it's been quite a roller coaster of emotions. Well, We should start been, from the beginning, maybe.
0: It's been emotional, like you said. It's been emotional, like it been, it's been emo- so, especially for you. Like, well, yeah. So first off, I think we like, will dedicate this episode because we haven't recorded since the Tyler episode. No. And uh, Country Music lost like one of their... Like oh. absolute legends of the game, yeah. um, Loretta Lynn, yep. um, and when the no- news broke, it was like one of them characters. Like we talking about the Queen a bit back, like you yeah. sort of think these people are invincible. I know you. You never expect
1: when you hear like uh, uh, the, when people like, pass away and stuff. You're just like, how? I know.
0: Um, they, they still had another fifty years? But um, you know, like unfortunately, she's like ninety year old. However. Like I've just got some little things here which you I don't know if you know about it, but like obviously Loretta Lynn was like a country music legend and pioneer. I knew that. She had a sixty year plus career. I knew that. Fifty one top ten hits and sold forty five million albums worldwide. I didn't know that. That is amazing considering like the era that she was in as well. It's hard work, isn't it? Like she released an album in like twenty twenty one, I believe. But she won (laughs) four Grammys. She was being placed in the country music hall of fame she's like, was presented a presidential medal, f- uh, medal of freedom recipient as well. So like, like, just I You
1: can say that again quickly.
0: <laughs> no, nah, not after a few drinks neither. No. Yeah. But <laughs> you drink and die Coke, man. I know. I said, no, I'm like after a few drinks, like, I thought you meant that. would be a bit, bit of a tongue just,
1: twister. I've had a few drinks. It's
0: like, oh, I hope not. You're driving. No. But we are talking like an absolute legend. Someone yeah. that Dolly Parton classed as a sister. And yeah. like, Yeah like just it's so sad but obviously yeah Yeah, so so dedicate dedication to but it's been pretty cool as well because i was said again like i don't know why i keep comparing her to the queen but when like these people i pass away and and you you, you learn so much about them
1: yeah
0: like stuff that you don't and like you didn't know anything about them beforehand but you, you do learn yeah which is uh yeah, it's interesting when it does happen, yeah, and it's nice. It's nice to know as well, but it always
1: it makes you feel that little bit sadder as well because you just like, oh, I wish I knew, wish I knew that. Like when she was alive, not like I don't know how it would matter. It's not like we would go and find her and just say, oh yeah, I heard
0: this about you, and it's just like, congratulations well, on them top fif- uh, fifty one hmm. top ten hits there, uh, exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> um,
1: but also we have to say uh, an apology as well to uh, Jade uh, Hellywell. Um, because you know we were trying to promote her gig in uh, Newcastle, and hopefully her tour's going amazingly right now. Um, because me and Blaine were meant to be going to the Newcastle um at Howlers and uh, see see her live, and we were looking forward to it, looking forward to meeting her, looking forward to hanging out with uh, Jay and Christina and stuff from uh, Yeah. But um, unfortunately, someone uh, had a bit of an accident. Yeah, um, that sounds like not that kind of accident. Like not, not you know, just a little bit of a. Little little bit of
0: an ankle thing. And yeah, it was me for once.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Normally, last time it, it was an injury, it was me, wasn't it? When I, I yeah. tore my calf and uh, um, got COVID, and then now it's you. We blame you this time.
0: Yeah, I am the person that you can pin the blame
1: on. <laughs> yes, because uh, he,
0: he's got pretty much no more ligaments in his ankle anymore. <laughs> I mean, I was absolutely gutted when it had happened, because we had such like, a busy week that like, oh, I have no. to go and see Jade, and I just feel like obviously let her down because we promised we were going to be there. The guys from Yeehaw was absolutely gutted. And then it's even worse, you know, when you start seeing the videos and pictures on like Instagram and then you're like, I've missed a great night right there.
1: I know. And you were my lift. So. Yeah. I mean, you let yourself down. You let me down. Let Yeehaw, let Jade, (laughs) let the fans
0: down. I know. All the fans that just travel there, not to see Jade or Uh, Yeehaw, (laughs) just to 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 see see us. Um, Yeah. You know, all them. Uh, All them people. Um, But it didn't stop with her, did it? We still managed to have some fun this week. We did.
1: Um, Finally, I can finally say this, that uh, after all these years of waiting to see Russell on stage properly, not just at C2C when he was on for like 15 minutes, just a little bit of Russell, we got to have a proper RD party on uh, Saturday in Manchester when me and Blaine drove uh, down to see Russell Dickerson who was uh, supported by Breland as well and like let's start we'll quickly start with Breland first my god like incredible
0: ah yeah, absolutely so i've seen i seen a tiny bit of Breland at uh, CMA Fest but he was on stage with Lady A singing the yeah. song, like singing his song and to be honest like obviously you don't get to see what an artist is like when he's come on stage for like to like duet with someone else yeah yeah but like just absolutely Smashed the roof off in Manchester.
1: Uh, he was sort of like he was so energetic. He was so much fun, and his voice is just so incredible. Um, I love that he was like from New Jersey, and uh, like everyone's just like, uh, "Oh, oh, well, why, why, why are you going down the country route? You're
0: from New Jersey, man!" And uh, then
1: he had a song about that. Like, oh man,
0: I remember we got into the venue and we were at the bar getting served for a drink, and then I was like, I turned to you and I was like, "Oh my God, Breland's like on the speakers in here." And then, like, no, he was on stage. When I was on stage, turned around, and it was just like, it's because, <laughs> it ah, that's, that makes more sense. And I loved how he was just sporting, like, you know, the Jordan tracksuit, suit like I so know. casual, but like just pulled it off so well and sang all his hits. I love, like oh, my truck. I love my truck as well. Not my truck, but his truck, his song, My Truck. Ah, oh, Beer with My Friends. Honestly, sang throw you know, Beer on Me, Throw it Back, and, absolutely. and oh, I absolutely smashed it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Honestly, he's got quite a back catalogue for such a new artist as well. I know. And he's doing a show in London. I've been following him like on social media just to like find out like what he's up to because he's so funny. And he even said the other day how much he loved the UK.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I I love artists always do this when they say, Oh, I love uh, I love this place a lot, and so on and so forth. But I mean, even I've got to I admit mean, Manchester was a bit um yeah. Definitely came for an R.D. party. Yeah. So, someone came for more than that, an R.D. party.
0: But, um, it, but like, the venue itself as well. So there was, like, a few gigs on. It was down in the university where I was, like... Inhaler. Inhaler was on, on like, the main, like, thing. I, I don't know. And then the, the concert hall we were in, there was 950 people there. And it was filled to the rafters as well. It was filled. Um, but uh, moving on from that, though, the... When when Russell
1: Dickinson came on stage, like yeah, you, you know, straight away I crushed I crushed the cup I had in my hands. Um I got that excited. Um like he was just incredible, so much energy on the stage. Once again, vocally, he's just incredible. His songs were just everyone was just singing them and like he was just awesome. Um, you know, everyone you know and I have to I'm gonna have to say this, I didn't mention this to you. But um so playing um Blaine has a, a better phone than me. And uh, for our socials, he took some videos and pictures and put them up. And then we always, you always get that one person. I think it's rare that we get trolls, but there was that one person who commented. Oh, I've seen it today. <laughs> where he's just like, um, yeah, fabulous. Uh, I think I love uh, seeing uh, a sea full of uh, mobiles, uh, filming uh idiots and stuff like that
0: it's just like get over it mate Uh, right so one i wasn't even putting it high up in the air i was in between the gaps of people two like i was not even recording full songs like it was little snippets to make tiktoks and for like our social pages yeah i know but you you always get that one person
1: i mean the worst
0: thing is he follows us as well
1: i know (laughs) but what i will say to that is First of all, yeah. Sorry, mate, that people were going through. I mean, we were just taking videos and stuff for the socials and some people were just videoing it because at the end of the day, one, they can. And two, the reason why people do it is to make memories. Yeah. Like That is why they want to keep a hold and remind themselves how, how amazing Russell Dickerson was, how amazing Breland was. And like, oh man. And you know, go back and they show their friends saying, oh, that was awesome. That was so much fun. Um, you know, it's, it's just small things like that. And it just winds me up when people just haven't got a clue and, uh, just feel like, just move me.
0: Oh, uh, talking about that, I sent Alex a screenshot last night. So, uh, part of these country music pages and basically this guy just turned around and said that, oh, uh, just to let you know that, um, I don't like Russell Dickinson. He's too oh, arrogant. Yeah. Like, why would he start taking his shirt off? Why is he dancing and stuff like that? It's like, mate, get over yourself
1: hundred percent now this is this is the thing if if you've not seen Russell Dickerson perform before or you don't follow him on social medias and you don't know his energy don't go buying bloody tickets to go see him then <laughs> like he's not arrogant he's a performer he's an entertainer he's he's got you know if I'm honest with you one, if I had his, like he was ripped, wasn't he? Yeah, I well, was, he was training ripped. program. Oh like, yeah, 100%. I work in a
0: gym. I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. Russell, please give me your training yeah. program. If
1: I can write songs like he can, if I can sing like he can, if I can play guitar like he can, if I could dance. I'm like gonna him. be a little arrogant myself on stage. I'm to not me, gonna. To lie. be fair,
0: I think we were throwing some better shapes than Russell. To be fair. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: um, right. that that whole um, side shuffle and uh, hand up in the air, like yeah, we just were,
0: where there was any space, there was <laughs> yeah. some shapes being thrown but no it,
1: it was absolute quality um so all i can say for anyone who missed out um signa no got <laughs> it um no anyone who missed out all i can say is when he does eventually hopefully fingers crossed one day come back to the uk i mean i will wait till since 2018 for him to come back probably but when he does come back for a tour and again go see him and just ignore all the people who go, oh, he's arrogant, oh, it's just like, you're always going to get people who don't like other artists and stuff. Don't listen to them. Go look for yourself.
0: I'm excited, you know, as well, to see um, what venues he plays next time. Because 100%. they are on, like, getting, getting, like, well, he, he sold out the whole tour. And uh, this time, I think you'll be able to do double the size of venues. Easy. Um, but one question I must ask you, which was your favourite song that you performed?
1: Oh my God, that, um, I, can I have a couple?
0: I'll let you have two.
1: Two. Oh my God, <laughs> that's, uh, that's harsh. Well, it's, it's always going to be yours, it's always my favorite song. Yeah. Um, and the way he performed it as well, because with the full band, you know, it, it's got that emotion to it. I love it. Vocally, it's amazing. It's a great song. So that, that was one of them. Now, the one that I, I, I was buzzing for and I couldn't wait for him to do was MGNO oh that was cool because once again it's just it's just so much fun when he does it like you're dancing
0: to it oh it's just quality i loved when he did uh that cold play yeah it was good when that kicked in i think like i loved when he did big wheels like his brand oh, new track yeah. because it's such like a different sort of song for us all it was amazing but um definitely check go head over to our social media pages have a look at the videos and we'll be making a tiktok because you'll see our road trip down there
1: hell yeah but uh anyway guys um obviously that's a little bit about russell no doubt i'll probably mention him again and
0: funny enough before you finish that we got recognized down there oh, which did. was a weird experience in the crowd someone came up and was like i listen to your guys podcast and we're like huh like just came out of nowhere <laughs> well i reckon I,
1: I recognized them from before but uh, we'll talk a bit more about that uh, soon because I really want to get this uh, Connor interview up and going. So, this is Connor Smith. Hope you enjoy. So, we're now joined with Connor Smith, who is on the road as we literally speak. How are you doing, Connor? I'm great. How are you guys? We are really, really good. Uh, we are very excited to be speaking with you. Um, we're really excited to actually hear some of the answers to some of the questions we've got. Um, I'm just and Blaine's a huge, huge, huge fan as well. He's been, yeah. he's been desperate to speak to you all day.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys. We are, uh, I was telling y'all, we are traveling um, in the bus right now, um, and we're going uh, up to Nebraska. So I'm, I'm driving through small town America, talking to you guys across the sea. So uh, excited to uh, excited to catch up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it must be amazing just. Literally just being on a bus traveling, especially to Nebraska. I've heard that's so beautiful.
2: Yeah, I mean it's um, you know what, it's uh, it's it's incredible, and it's you know it's exhausting, and it's it's all of the above. I think, uh, you know, it's it never, nothing's ever as glamorous as it seems. We are uh, we got three week weekends left this Thomas Brett tour, um, and we've just been traveling across the country. I think by the end of um, maybe this run I'll have hit maybe every state in America, uh, oh. maybe like a couple excluded, but, uh, so we've been traveling all the time, which is of course amazing. And you can see so many cool places, but also you miss home and you miss your family and you miss your bed and, and you're tired. So it's, it, it is incredible. It's also, um, definitely hard. Oh,
1: definitely. But mentally and, uh, emotionally draining, and, and physically, um, Yeah. But uh, I mean, I mean the, the one thing you said there is like missing your bed. That would be the one thing I would miss if I was away <laughs> for that long. I love my Absolutely. bed far too much.
2: At, at a certain point, your, your little, uh, your small bunk inside of the bus <laughs> just kind of becomes your bed you're comfortable with. So not too bad. It's, it's a cave in there and, and you do get to sleep, but uh, your hours are off.
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. And sad at the same time. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, Connor. So... One question I've got to ask you, like, where did this journey of your, like, music career start with you?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I grew up in Nashville and, um, you know, growing up in Nashville, it's like, of course, the heartbeat of country music and um, and so we kind of grow up in this town that's so creative and so filled with inspiration and, um, and it's so filled with this idea of, of, you know, it's realistic to have the dreams that I had at such a young age, which was, to write songs and to be a songwriter since I was six years old that's all I ever wanted to do and so uh you know I've been writing songs since then and and uh really you know tried to act like I was a professional songwriter since I was seven so just writing songs every single day um and uh really just kind of working on that craft and uh, you know they say Nashville's a 10-year town and so I ended up signing my my publishing deal when I was 16 so I guess that kind of lined up and um, and then summer record you know, when I was 18, you know, I think, I think at a certain point along the way, um, you know, my dream went from only to write songs, but, you know, maybe I can sing these myself. Um, and so I got to put out my first, first few songs about a year and a half ago and uh, a year and a half later, here we are.
0: Wow. That's so cool. So going like, when you were saying at age six that you were writing songs, what were them songs like that you were writing?
2: Yeah. You know, these songs, um these songs weren't any good, but I, I think I, I think there was something, um, from an early age that, that kind of knew at least the outline of where, what he was doing. Um, and I remember that kind of being the encouragement I would get of just like, you know, man, these songs are really advanced and for your age. And, and it's really just because like, you know, they had a verse, they had a chorus, they had a bridge and I kind of understood the outline. Um, but at the same time I was writing about what I, you know, what I knew and, um, and that was, you know, going to school and going to church and uh, my family, and and um, I've always kind of had a you know, old soul and, and kind of been a deep thinker, and uh, I think a lot of my my songs from early age like reflected like that.
0: Yeah. Was it like one? Was it one trip to um, like your first trip to the Grand Ole Opry that sort of opened your eyes and like got you into like writing songs?
2: Yeah. So you know it was the. It was um, when I was seven. I, I remember we went to the Grand Ole Opera and a guy named Ketchum was performing that '90s song "Sure Love." And that uh, that night and that next morning, I went home and I rewrote this song, and I changed the words uh, but kept the melody to it. and uh, And that was the first song I ever really wrote. And so I remember playing it for my, my my mom the next morning. I remember it so vividly. I remember it was her reaction to the song that I had written, um, that just lit a spark inside of me. I think, and just how excited she was, and how proud she was, and you know, wanted me to play it for my dad, and and uh, and, and share the song with others. And, and it was, I think, it was her reaction that really kind of lit the spark of um, joy of writing songs, and so it just kind of became something I loved so much. And you know, of course, her job was. Um, in the music industry she kind of worked as an inter- as a, uh, entertainment reporter so very similar to your guys's job she would you know interview songwriters and artists and do red carpets and, and things like that and so yeah. i could be around a little bit um, she wasn't in the industry but she was around it and so i got to kind of see the angle of it through, through her and, and that was uh that was really a uh, vital for me
1: wow that's awesome that's that's so nice as well like i having your like well, basically inspiration kind of comes from your, your parents because obviously, you know, you're doing it for them. You're making them so proud. And then that feeling alone must just be that like absolute adrenaline to do better and more. And that's awesome. That's really cool. Now, going through a bit of a, a time hop of your life. Um, by the age of nine, you were signed to BMI. Is that right? Was it age nine? Yeah. Man. You're wild enough. Yeah. Do you, and, obviously putting this little little mini fact out there you're you're the second young like the second youngest artist having the first one being michael jackson i mean what does <laughs> what is that like to be signed at the age well, of nine
2: <laughs> it's funny you say something like that it makes me sound like i was some sort of like songwriting prodigy which really wasn't the case i think i was we'll, we'll stick with no that it. like yeah just make a song yeah. it
1: sound as good as you can
2: <laughs> i know well and I think I always say my story is something that you know I had the talent to do something, but I also was put in the perfect environment to foster that. Yeah. And so, you know, going up in Nashville, I was around certain songwriters, certain people. And um, a guy who is now the head of BMI Nashville, he heard a story um about the songs I was writing and I was, you know, performing out and asked me to come in and play play a few for him. And and uh you know, when I did, he, you know, I remember him saying, he said, you know, he said, of these these songs are better than half the people we have signed here. I um, mean, these are all songs that I'd written in my bedroom by myself. And and it wasn't that these songs were any good. Um, like I said before, it was just that the songs, like I knew what I was doing. You know, they had a, they had a point to them. They were telling a story and, and there was a format to them. And um, so there was something there. And I think that's what he saw. And, um, but as a nine year, old, you got to think about how much encouragement that was for me, you know, like as a nine year, you know, with a, a big old office in the middle of you know Nashville, um, you know, really important guy, you know, ask you to sign to his company and say he believes in you and uh, wants to help uh, mentor that. Uh, that's, a, that's a that's pretty crazy. So um I, I owe a lot to him and to that and and cool, um, you know, to to even get to still work with him now and just how much BMI has meant to me and yeah. as a as an artist and a songwriter and.
1: I was starting to be at nine years old. That's so cool. I mean, you, you you do realize like the next like kind of big tour that you do, um, you've got to have your like your tour as uh like Connor Smith, the second youngest to Michael Jackson.
2: Like, uh, that, that'll be such <laughs> I know. a cool t- <laughs> That's the, that'll be my first headlining tour uh title, you know.
0: <laughs> So when you like, were writing, like when you got signed at nine, before, that, before you signed in like 2019 with like your first record deal, did you ever have an intention of being like a, a singer-songwriter artist or was it just writing songs behind the scenes?
2: Yeah, my, my dream of my heart was always just, you know, I wanted to write the best song I can and I want to tell stories and I want to, you know, be a songwriter. I think, I think being a country music songwriter is the greatest job in the world. I mean, these guys. I mean, you got to work hard, but um, also like just the balance of work and life. And and um, you know, if you do it right, you get paid well. And and uh, and I was around those guys growing up, and and uh, you know, especially as an artist now, where I have you know three jobs at once, <laughs> I often am reminded of, of how good you know just being a songwriter is. And so that was always my dream. But I think at a certain point, um, I think my voice just kind of developed as I was writing songs so much um but uh but you know i i do think that like there was always kind of that artist in there that wanted to, s- to sell these stories that i was saying that kind of had a vision i think being an artist is a lot more than just you know being able to sing um being, being an artist really is kind of like being able to tell your story and 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 on every side of that and um and so i think by the time that like you know real decisions were being made in my life in my career it was I mean, I'm going to be be an artist as
0: well. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny because like when we, like we spoke to like Hardy like many years ago, but when he like first went to Nashville, he went because his sister told him he could write songs out there and like get a like full-time job doing that. And it's just funny because I don't think many people realize in Nashville that is like a career path down there as well.
2: 100%. I mean, I think that right there, that it's a job i learned at six seven years old that being a songwriter is a job and it's a job that pays well and it's a job that uh is doable you know and it's just um and so just having that advantage is so massive for me um it was so massive for me and just like i got to start so much earlier and i got to chase this dream and i had parents who supported it because it was under they understood it um And so, yeah, I do think that's like a massive part of my story is just learning that it was a job and and then like kind of started to chase it really early.
1: That's awesome. That's great. Now, funnily enough, you just mentioned about like writing songs about your life. Now your debut song, learn from it. It reached country radio and that song was about your life. Um, But well, I, I I believe it was. (laughs) And uh, uh, what was like the thinking behind the track and like, how did it feel making country radio?
2: I was in my truck that day. Um, and uh, I was like, there's something about this song. I, I don't know what it is, but, you know, really all the credit in the world and my producer, Zach, who was like, this song is special and this song is going to do something. And so, uh, you know, we really kind of recorded that thing undercover. Uh, we didn't really tell the label about it. You know, it's, we didn't really know how we were going to convince the label to, let us hate a whole state, you know, that early in a career. Um, so we just kind of have my band come into my producer studio and just kind of play on it, and you know, all the everything you hear is my band playing. And, um, and so we we knew the song was special, and we knew it had something on it, but we didn't know like what it would do. And so we just decided we said, "Hey, let's just record a video um, of this song, put it on YouTube." and Instagram and see what happens. And so we did it and man, it just blew up. I mean, it was like, it was like, uh, it was like overnight it had more shares than anything that I'd ever you know, posted. And, um, and the head of my, my record label called me that next day and he said, he said, this song is a, a hit. We need a, we're putting this out you know, next Friday, which was eight days away. So we had to get everything mixed, bastard album cover everything done in eight days and thank God we did because, you know, the very next day, um, the very next day after we got the song Alabama loses in Football and uh, for the first time in like two years and it was just, you know, that was really, we kind of lit a fire on it. So, uh, you know, once again, like that song has really changed my life and every every night we play it live and it's, it's so much fun.
1: I take it you're not going to play this song in Alabama though.
2: <laughs> no, like I, I promise you, Alabama loves it more than anywhere in the world. Like <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where the university of Alabama is. They sing it louder than anywhere. We just played down there three weeks ago.
1: Oh man. That's and,
2: awesome. Uh, and they just, I mean, they, it's, it's so fun to just see how much they love it. Cause they get it. It's like a weird backhanded compliment and uh, they're in on the joke.
0: <laughs> but like, yeah. So like, obviously with all the success that song had, um, a few years later, you like released the song Orange and White, which I presume is for the volunteers. And it's like a sequel to I Hate Alabama.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's kind of the follow-up track. And, um, and yeah, this is kind of like a different angle. This one kind of ends at heart, you know, ends in, um, this one doesn't end at heartbreak. And it's kind of about a, a Georgia girl falling for a Tennessee boy. Um, this one is, is so much fun, man. Like, this this song has really reacted live so well, and um, and uh, yeah, definitely just kind of like the follow up. I think, you know, I'm I'm just turned 22. You know, I'd be a senior in college if I had gone. And, and so we really tried to be specific and and just be kind of right on the, you know, right on the who I am as as a as a person and kind of the music I've released and being real with that. And so uh, that was kind of why this song kind of fit perfectly into that.
0: So I tell you, you support the volunteers.
2: Yeah, big, big, big ball stand. and and uh, it runs, it runs deep in the in the family line and the blood. And so it's been fun, man. I think at every uh, at every single show we play, at least somebody is showing up in a Tennessee jersey <laughs> nice. or orange, orange for me. So uh, it's I, cool that, that people know that now.
0: I'm surprised with you, like being from Nashville. You're not Vanderbilt.
2: Well, you know, I don't think. Uh, you know there's really no reason to be a Vanderbilt fan unless you you know <laughs> unless your family went there. I don't think anyone would pick to be a Vandy fan um, but both my parents went to Tennessee and you know, my, my family's from east Tennessee so uh it uh yeah it it, it I was raised to where it was the <laughs> I, I was raised it, where it's the only option
1: yeah i I, I was gonna say when, when you start talking about sports it's, it it's worse than actually talking about politics. Uh, that's where yeah, more, more anger gets involved with it. So uh, we're, we're not.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> if we're not talk more about it but just in case. Just in case people come after Connor, we can't afford that.
2: <laughs> I've already, hey, listen, I've already faced it all, so <laughs> we, we wouldn't be breaking any new ground.
1: Oh man, that's cool. Um, right, so going on with uh, your debut. Uh, debut. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to start to spew my words now. Uh, your debut uh, EP didn't go too far. You, that uh, got released earlier this year now this is going to be a difficult question um, and i this is why I love asking this what is your favourite track on that and why?
2: yeah you know I think it changes I think um, I mean you know with Take It Slow being a radio single now and, and just with seeing that song live and kind of watching that song grow over the summer um, man, that, that's my favourite song by far to play live I think it just has a ease to it and um it has a way of just kind of taking you know pressure off as i'm you know playing live which you know there's just a way of just like you know, that song We, you know i'm throughout the whole set you know i'm performing and performing and performing and then that song comes on and uh it's kind of like i the song does the work for me if that makes any yeah. sense and so that was really why we were like man this needs to be the song that we send the radio and, and the song we picked and so yeah you know, wow. I, I, that's probably my favorite song at the moment
1: oh that's awesome um i mean i I can't imagine having that kind of like when you when you have that certain song where you just know the crowd is just going to go absolutely wild for um like i can't imagine the feeling that that would that would make you would you would you just start are you one of those kind of people as well do you stop singing and like just listen to people singing your songs back as well
2: man there's nothing like it like Ugh. especially you know you think about i hate alabama and like you know in those especially in those southern college markets you know when we go to auburn or tennessee or um you know mississippi and we played this song it's like uh you could tell this song has kind of become a part of their their lives and and so to hear them sing it back to you is is so indescribable and um, so special and so I posted a video on on my Instagram this last week of us playing down in Auburn, Alabama, singing "I Hate Alabama" and uh, and uh, and just their reaction live. Um, I did a whole I did a whole last chorus of them just singing, and it was like the best moment ever.
1: That's, oh man, that's so cool! I can only just picture and imagine it. And um, but a few weeks ago, you dropped "Take It Slow," and it also features Ryan Hurd. So what is that track about and how did you get Ryan involved with it?
2: Well, you know, Ryan and I wrote this song together. So that's really where kind of that story starts. Oh, wow. Ryan and I wrote this song and, and, um, and man, this song always kind of felt special. And then uh, the demo was really just kind of the acoustic that we put out. And uh, and so when we got in the studio and that song came to life, it was like the production on it was unbelievable. But I also was still like in love with the demo of the kind of the acoustic version where Ryan was singing the harmonies. And so as we said the song the radio, we were like, let's put on acoustic and, and kind of pour a new, new, new fire on them or new gas in the fire. And, um, and so asked Ryan, if he would, you know, kind of feature on it, which he was so kind to do so. And, and he's just such a sweet guy. So he was really, uh, really cool about, you know, absolutely was super down to do it. And, um, and so I think that kind of added a new life to, to the song. Um, but man, that acoustic version is so cool because I think it it does show a whole new side of the song.
0: That's awesome, really. Like that. um, but one thing I do want to talk to you about is when you made your Grand Opry debut. Like that must have been like a whole like moment from going like at such a young age to like seeing it to then getting in the songwriting and all that. Um, can you like tell us a bit about it and your track that you performed, Jesus and Me? is there any chance that song will be released?
2: Yeah. So the Grand Ole Opry, I mean, that was, that was like the, the highlight of my, you know, my career so far, you know, hands down. And it was so special and uh, meant so much to me. I mean, you know, you think about this, you know, me, the, the kid that grew up in, uh, in Nashville and, and Grand Ole Opry is kind of a history of Nashville, you know, it's the reason that country music is in Nashville, it's, it's kind of everything. and And so, Um, and so like to stand on that stage, um, with so many friends and families in the crowd and uh, just to be invited, um, into that circle was so, so special. And, um, you know, I thought about, you know, what I would do for my opera debut and what song I wanted to sing and what I wanted to perform. And, um, you know, I knew that I give you two songs and I knew that I could, you know, I could play and I, I knew I could play, you know, my radio single and then whatever song the label would probably want to, you know, push next. Um, but man, it was, you only get one debut. Uh, and so I just wanted to make it really special. And so, uh, you know, I thought of the song that I, I had written at 14 and, um, I, and I surprised my whole family with it. Cause this was the song I wrote, ri- had written about my great grandparents and you know, I tell the story, uh, what I perform it of, you know, the moment, uh, you know, the moment I played it for my, my parents for the first time, my mom said, You're going to play that song at the Grand Old Opry. And, you know, that was when I was 14 years old. So, fast forward to 21, standing in that circle, debuting at the Opry and getting the play to me, uh, and then surprising my family. Of course, it was unbelievably special.
0: I just remember watching it and the stunning ovation that you got at the end of it. Like, that is just, like, just what a dream that must have been. What an experience.
2: No, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, it was the most overwhelming moment of my life. Absolutely.
0: You're playing there later this month. Well, October isn't it that you're playing there?
2: Yeah, so we're going to play in October and again in November and um, some part of. Wow.
1: Well, Connor, it sounds like you've got quite a busy, uh, busy time coming up. You're 22 years old and we we've gone through all these questions and we have just hit a small part of your life um and i tell you now being 22 years old hitting it and smashing it the way you are now uh you've you're gonna be flying through <laughs> through the next years come you're gonna be big and we can easily say that you're gonna be huge thank you
2: man, man good lord will and I, I think it's just one of those things and it's one day at a time and I like, think every dream that comes true feels a million miles away and um, but at the same time, it's, it's, um, it's just been so cool to kind of see dreams come to life and over this last year and, um, man, the Lord has been really faithful to me. So, uh, I'm just working hard and I've got good people around me and that's, that's one of the you know biggest parts of it. So, um, like I said, man, one, one day at a time.
0: It's just really cool to say like an authentic artist like yourself who like writes like all of his songs. And um, you've got all these accolades of like 2022's like next one to watch out for and stuff like that. And it's just a really exciting time to find out where Connor Smith goes from here. Yeah. Like shoots the superstardom.
2: Uh, you and me both.
1: <laughs> I hope so. Well, Connor, it's been an absolute privilege talking to you uh, this evening, or in your case this afternoon. Um thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for giving us uh, like all these answers as well. They're absolutely uh like we have really enjoyed ourselves, and Crazy. uh i i am not gonna lie i'm gonna be slightly disappointed if your next tour isn't Connor Smith, the second youngest to michael jackson so <laughs> nice. it's gonna hey, happen uh,
2: we uh i'm gonna write it down and and uh and uh whenever that headline tour comes it'll be on it'll be on a list oh get it okay <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, kinda- <laughs>
1: enjoy the rest of your traveling safe uh, journey and uh really hope that the rest of the tour goes well for you uh, and have a great afternoon
2: hey man thank you guys so much for doing this i really appreciate us tom
1: so such a down-to-earth kind of guy that connor is um i i, I always love the fact uh that if he if he does end up like naming uh naming his uh tour that mind that like is his next album or something like the um, second to MG, that would be cool.
0: a hundred percent. And we want some rights and that. Oh so yeah, we want some dividends, or at least fly us over to the, you know, to the tour. Yeah, 100%. it was so funny because I'd seen him yesterday on Instagram, and he's on tour at the minute with uh, Thomas Rhett and Park McCollum. Nice. And like them, three were on stage, and then he had a video of them outside his truck, like outside like the tour bus playing American football, and just honestly, free like three guys so down to earth. I would love just to go and hang out with them.
1: Oh, be they be incredible, I think. Because uh, well, it's coming up to like well, I say it's coming up Thanksgiving. Um, still like a month away, but um, it's coming up to Thanksgiving, so no doubt they're going to have their traditions of like playing football and stuff like after dinner or before dinner. Like, that's going to be crazy. I wish we did stuff. Oh, I know. I don't. It's such a boring country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can only dream. <laughs> we can only dream. Um. But some more exciting news coming up, um, because what is being announced uh, today?
0: Today, at 8.15pm, is the country-to-country lineup yeah. for both London and Glasgow. So this year, I believe they're missing Dublin off, um, so it's only the two places. But... Surprised they didn't miss uh, London off after what happened last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> Glasgow, you did well, guys. <laughs> I think that goes down to the people that were there, but... Yeah, so the the lineup for country-to-country country gets announced, and every like I think we talked about on the last episode, everyone sort of getting their predictions in, who they like to see and stuff. So, Alex, I asked you, right, on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, who would be your three ideal headliners? Um, Let's yeah. try and thing outside the box. Don't pick Russell, because he
1: was there last year. No, he's not. I know. If we've got headliners, Luke Bryan would be amazing. That one, um, and it's always potential, you know, because it's a big, it is a big festival, and uh, it's got um, some space and he's in his calendar. Yeah, exactly. Certainly, hundred percent. Just make it happen. Um, I think I've I've got a feeling, um, Lainey Lane, Wilson, Ooh. because uh, well, I think she's on par with Miranda, Lambert, if I'm honest with you, so if uh, if that was the case, then. Laney, I think, should be uh, spot on, and uh, a third one. Oh, let's think of someone, someone good. Uh, we already had Darius Rucker, but I wouldn't mind seeing him again. But that's uh, not. I can't think of a, a decent. Th- oh, do you know? Do you know who I would love to
0: headline it? c fourth That would be pretty cool. All right, reckon give them a few more yet. and like, and if they're still floating about, might be there <laughs> if they are but I I think like my lineup I would pick Blake Shelton nice just because I haven't seen him live I'd pick Morgan Wallen yeah because I haven't seen him live and I'd like to and I'm tied between this one so sack Bryan, maybe because he's not quite big enough but if we can't get like, him across you know I'll just throw in a girl and I'd like to see Kelsey Ballerini again yeah fair one because she was really really she
1: good she was really good do you know who else would be really good? Florida Georgia Lane.
0: Oh, I just wish they hadn't split up. But, mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish they just we could stay together. Because the music they made was just awesome, wasn't oh, it? Well, funnily
1: enough, when it comes to our new tracks, there is a song by Florida to Georgia Lane.
0: So... But- yeah. But uh so yeah, tonight the uh, like anticipations all over and we'll find out who's gonna get it and then yep. we'll find out if the UK is gonna be happy or not with what we'll get given. <laughs> you know, the the try, like the, it's all out of our hands now. It's yes. up to the organisers and it's up to the artists. Yeah, help us out guys, come on. But bring um, the good people over.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh
1: anywho. Um right, well next up. The one bit uh, that you guys are gonna have to make sure that you write down and get ready for your Spotify playlist is uh new tracks. So first one up is Truck Red with Hardy Well not with Hardy, by Hardy. Um uh, I'm gonna say starved, Sack Brian. I'm gonna say that that's uh, Sack Brian. is that the one uh, uh do you think he do you think you'll come
0: over? I would like to think so he's a young lad and I think hopefully at some point you'll come across. Something in the Orange is just an unbelievable song, but I don't know if the UK audience knows them quite enough yet. I
1: know, yeah. Um, waiting for Brian. <laughs> Uh Waiting by uh, Bailey Zimmerman. Uh, Life, Florida Georgia Line. Way down yonder, Chase Rice. Worst guy ever. The
0: Blaine. <laughs> uh, I'll take that crown.
1: <laughs> worst guy ever. Uh, Callister Clark. Callister Clark. Callister. Uh, Callister. 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 I Callister. You believe. <laughs> Callister Clark. Definitely worst guy ever. How you know you made it. Uh, Corey Kent. Uh, crying in the GMC. No, this is going to be fun one, uh, to, to try and pronounce. Muscadine Bloodline. Boom. Um, Hurt No More. Chase Rice once again—he's absolutely smashing them out. And this one, I'm going to attempt to say their name. I'm sorry if it's wrong, but meh. wrong ones do. Timakula Road. Spot on with I, 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 I think it's Yeah,
0: yeah
1: I, I know. Every every time artists are coming out with the the new ones, it's always the artists with like the long,
0: like crazy names. I know. Like Suck. think about it. <laughs> think about it for our sake. When name in your band, pick a proper name. I know, like Russell Dixon. But um <laughs> Well he even made it so much easier. RD. RD <laughs> Gonna have an RD party. Although isn't there not that, that rapper from the UK called RD? <laughs> yeah. Don't. Not, yeah. No, there is. <laughs> just <but> don't it's <laughs> just spelled so differently. But um, yeah, so we get on to our country music news for this week. So the twenty twenty two CMT Artist of the Year aired on TV on Friday the 14th of October. It was a 90-minute special celebrating artists who have left the last and mark on country music over the past year. So, Alan Jackson was awarded the Artist of a Lifetime. Massive achievement. Lainey Wilson was awarded Breakout Artist of the Year. Of course. She's going to break out to the UK soon. And honestly, I don't think anyone deserves it any more better than her. Crystal Gale and Peggy Sue Wright had a moving tribute for their sister Loretta Lynn both yeah. for them country artists who were the like family of Loretta Lynn and there was also performances by Alan Jackson, Laney Wilson, Carly Pierce Riley Green and Cain Brown and many more um, Jason Aldean's Rock and Roll Cowboy tour landed in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena and he performed 23 songs on his set list uh, he joked about calling some of his friends in Nashville to come down and perform like, and he mentioned the likes of Luke Bryan, Cain Brown, Kenny Chesney which all got tears However, he mentioned Maureen Morris and the crowd booed her because oh. she's got beef with his wife. <laughs> um, Ooh. But um, Jason Aldean brought out Morgan Wallen and, and sang Whiskey Glasses with him. Uh, before like Morgan Wallen got famous, he actually wrote a song for Jason Aldean called You Make It Easy in which they performed together. Miranda Lambert also joined Jason on stage to perform Whiskey, Whiskey Drones to Memory. And the show was also opened by John Morgan and Chase Rice. So imagine going to a show and you get like five or six great artists on one bill. That's what, you know, that's what we need at Country to Country, man. Absolutely. Um, and then nominations for the 2022 American Music Awards were announced the other day. In the country music categories, Cody Johnson leads the field with the most nominations. Carrie Underwood, Morgan Wallen, Luke Combs and Chris Stapleton are all nominated in multiple categories as well. Um so here, look how strong some of these categories are, right? Mel country artist, Chris Stapleton, Cody Johnson, Luke Holmes, Morgan Wallen, Walker Hayes.
1: But I bet Chris Stapleton takes it.
0: I hope not. He always does. How does he just manage he to just appear? He just walks
1: into the place and someone
0: just gives him a trophy. Does he just like release like two songs? the yeah, And like, yeah, I'm going to be at every award show. Yeah. But I'm pleased to see Walker Hayes met that list of great yeah. artists. Like really, really chuffed the boat, that. So I don't even know who to pick from that. Then your female country artists, Carrie Underwood, Lainey Wilson, Maureen Morris, Miranda Lambert and Taylor Swift. Oh. What a strong category.
1: It's going to be end up being Taylor, isn't Kelsey it? Kelsey should be
0: in there. It could be uh, Carrie Underwood, though. Could be, could be. Country duo group, Dan and Shay, Lady A, Old Dominion, Palmer Lee and Sac Band. Sac Band. Another tough category. Then you've got The Country Album. i my predictions now. Carrie Underwood with Demon and Rystones, Luke Combs with Grown Up. Cody Johnson, Human. Taylor Swift with Red. And Walker Hayes, Country Stuff. How would you pick one from that?
1: Country Stuff, Walker Hayes.
0: I want him to win. Ah, see, I go Luke Combs me.
1: It, it probably will be, but I, it's just because I want Walker Hayes
0: to win something. Right, this one's a tough one as well. So Country Songs, right? That's, this is the category. Chris Stapleton with You Should Probably Leave. Cody Johnson, till you can't. Dustin Lynch and Mackenzie Porter, thinking about you. Jordan Davis and Luke Bryan, by date. And Morgan Wallen, wasted on you. Wasted on you. I think wasted on you should win it, but just for the sake of Mackenzie Porter, my vote is with her. Of course it is. Of course. As well as your heart.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll Uh, I'll keep this little drawing to myself. (laughs) Yeah, I would. Um, But, uh, well, there you go, guys. That is another fix for your country uh, needs. Um, so, interview with Connor Smith, our uh, whole rundown on Breland and Russell Dickerson, uh, Blaine's poorly ankle. Uh- <laughs> yeah, which is on the mend. Yeah, it is on the mend. You were able to walk on uh, Saturday, which was good, um, till Sunday when I, I honestly
0: thought I was going to have to carry you to the car. Yeah. I mean, the alcohol did mask a lot of the pain, but hey, I'll go through it. <laughs> got through that traumatic experience Bless you. and that was just the concert
1: hey. <laughs> and that's why you shouldn't have come with me um, but either way guys we'll look forward to the next time that we get to do this again hopefully we've got more news for you hopefully we've got some more exciting stuff coming up uh, uh, to talk about and hopefully we're going to have another interview which we'll just share with you guys when it happens because we don't like giving too much away we never do we're secret that way. Like a, a good point. It's like a misery. Misery. You are a misery. <laughs> yeah. You're like the
0: Grinch. No, you're <laughs> like the Riddler. Me? I, I am. The Riddler. Riddler. Riddle me this. Riddle me that.
1: Um, anyway, guys, <laughs> from that
2: note, have a good, uh, good rest of the week, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.